Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the Solo Sunday News here at What Culture Wrestling with myself, Andrew Pollard. Be sure to like, subscribe, turn those notification bells on, drop some comments in. And most importantly, though, be sure to have the best possible day. Whatever you're doing, whether it's something, whether it's nothing, I hope your Sunday goes very, very cool for you. It's it's been a minute. It's I don't like this is Happy New Year. This is the first solo Sunday news of 2023. You know, holiday season and all that stuff. Then there was a small hangover of the FA Cup, uh, Wrexham being Coventry. So it was a day, a night of celebration, and then a Sunday of recovery. That was last weekend. But hey, it's the solo Sunday news. I'm here. Editor Ryan though is off. What a rascal. How dare he be off? So this video is just going out unedited. So apologies if there's any wobbles in quality or you get tired of my dulcet tones we're quickly moving on from that there's some wrestling news of course there is there's there's news on saudi arabia no longer being the favorite to purchase wwe uh, an aw original has left the company to join impact wrestling a former intercontinental champion has also joined impact wrestling and there's a bunch of your questions so let's get into it uh, and let's start with saudi arabia now of course, reports last week were that not only was Saudi Arabia interested in purchasing WWE, but that a deal had already been agreed. Now, those reports were were quickly shot down and and uh, put as false or, I guess, a little bit, just maybe somebody had jumped the gun on these reports um, that, that Saudi Arabia, the public investment fund, had purchased WWE. Um, now, in an update on this whole unfolding ever uh, ever changing situation uh, dave Meltzer in the latest edition of the wrestling observer newsletter has said that saudi arabia the public investment fund it's no longer are they the favorites to purchase wwe now they are clearly still interested but but from being the favorites last week well from having a deal done according to some reports uh, saudi arabia no longer the favorites to purchase WWE. Now, there are a bunch of potential suitors being speculated about. There's Comcast, there's Netflix, there's Disney, there's Amazon, there's Warner Brothers Discovery, uh, Endeavor, of course, who own the UFC. And then there's also the, the fun one on the side of Tony Khan and Shad Khan, quite fancy, maybe possibly potentially buying the company, which I don't think that would ever happen. <laughs> Vince McMahon, I mean, he's, he's, he's a 
crazy old uh, old so and so, but I don't think Vince isn't crazy enough to sell his, his prized possession to a rival um, just because of hey, uh, that that just to save face that would never happen. But yes, uh, Saudi Arabia no longer the favourites on this now. Uh, CEO uh, Nick Khan did meet last week with Disney and ESPN, so they're clearly interested parties. Um, ESPN, of course, under the Disney banner now these days. But yeah, Saudi Arabia, the public investment fund, no longer the front runner, the favourite to purchase WWE. WWE. This is a moment there where editor Ryan would have took that out because it's Sunday and I've had maybe too much coffee. So words sputter out, but that's part of the charm. Apart from those negative comments, you know, the charm that goes away. But yes, speaking of going away from AEW to Impact Wrestling, it's Frankie Kazarian. Now, Kaz appeared at Hard to Kill, the, the Impact pay per view, this past weekend. Uh, and this wasn't just a one-off appearance. This wasn't part of of a uh, just of, of Kaz being able to work in a different promotion. This is part of Frankie Zarian having departed All Elite Wrestling. No longer will Kaz be hashtag All Elite. Instead, he's back in Impact. Um, which I mean, Frankie Zarian has a long history with this company. Kaz was first with the company from 2003 till 2005. Then he had a spell in WWE Developmental before returning in 2007 through until 2014. You've got three tag title reigns in there. You've got five runs in total with the X Division title. Um, so Frankie Xarian's left AEW. Now, if you were watching Impact uh, last, last year, you will have seen Kaz appear several times throughout the year. I mean, he defeated Speedball Mike Bailey to, to become the X Division champion, which then facilitated a, a shot at Josh Alexander's Impact World title, which was a great match. A really fun match. Uh, over, so, I mean, the speedball Mike Bailey match was great as well. But it was Alexander versus Kaz at Overdrive in November, with Frankie coming up short in that match. But the well, PW Insider notes, Mike Johnson over there, who always does such great work, uh, notes that it was after that match against Josh Alexander that, that by the sounds of it, uh, Frankie got together with AEW higher-ups and started to, to have discussions about possibly being let out of his contract. Uh, now, PW Insider notes that it was a very amicable split from the two parties, from AEW and, and Frankie Kazarian, and that the door very much remains open for Kaz if he wants to return down the line. Now, Frankie Kazarian is an AEW original. Of course, he was one half of the inaugural AEW Tag Team Champions as part of uh, uh, SoCal U. Uh, so it's, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a strange Well, It's not a strange one because... When people think of Frankie Zarian, a lot of the time they think of TNA slash Impact Wrestling as it is these days. Um, and, I mean, Kaz, there, there wasn't much happening with him in AEW. Um, when he did wrestle, a lot of the time it was relegated to dark or dark elevation. Um, it's, I mean, you look back at, because Frankie Zarian's a really talented dude. So I'm, I'm happy for this move because I think in Impact they'll have more chance to do more things, quite simply put. Um, uh, but but Frankie, I mean, the, the last time he did it, anything of note really in AEW, it, I guess there was the the elite hunter thing that went nowhere really, but hey, Frank Sarian's back in Impact, and I'm I'm cool with that. Um, also arriving in Impact, transitioning to our next story, Santino Morella is in Impact Wrestling as Santino Morella. Um, now this again took place at Hard to Kill over the weekend, where Santino arrived as the company's new director of authority. Uh, now, for those who, who've been watching Impact TV and keeping up with it, uh, I think, was it last week or the week before? I think it was this past week where Bully Ray took out Scott Namore, who was the director of authority. Um, now, as part of that attack, it was announced that a new director of authority would be revealed at Hard to Kill, and it's Santino, uh, which is it's very cool. It was uh, definitely a little bit out of left field. Um, now, Santino revealed himself, which is a term I probably should phrase differently. Santino um, appeared at Hard to Kill, after the match between Moose 
and uh, and Joe Hendry. I believe in Joe Hendry for the Digital Media Championship. Now, Moose had beaten Joe Hendry using a low blow. Santino came out, announced himself as a new director of authority, restarted the match, and Joe Hendry, I believe Joe Hendry, got the win. So, hey, but Santino's here. It's, uh, it's, it's come to PW Insider. It. It's a full-time deal. Uh, and also, rather than using his real name of Anthony... Oh, Corelli, that's it, Anthony Corelli. Uh, Santino is able to use Santino Morella, the Moran, Milan miracle, as he were, from WWE. Uh, this is because WWE let the trademark on the Santino Morella name lapse a couple of years ago. So Santino is Santino. Uh, he's even got the, the faux Italian accent as well. Um, so this is one to keep your eye on. It's it's interesting. I didn't see it coming, like I said, very much from left field. Um, it's not the first time that Santino's been involved, kind of, with Impact. There was... I think it was 2018, possibly his uh, battle arts training facility that he has in, in real life was, was briefly featured. Um, but yes, Santino Morella in Impact Wrestling as a director of authority. Um, so this is, again, something to keep your eye on. I'm sure it'll be fun. Uh, Santino Morella, love him or hate him. He always makes for entertaining TV. Uh, I know some people might think it's a little bit daft. It's a, that's, that's kind of part of professional wrestling. The many flavors of professional wrestling that all come together to make for great content, hopefully. That's, that's the wish. Uh, but wishing this morning, I was wishing some questions to come in on Twitter. Look at that for a segue. And here we are. Plenty of Twitter questions have come in. Um, be sure to get in touch with us always at WhatCultureWWE. You can get in touch with myself on a Sunday at Culture Left Peg. The first question is from Mark Solid. Morning, Mark. Now, this is normally where Editor Ryan would throw up all the pictures of the tweets that have come in. Like I said, I'm on my own this morning, so uh, unfortunately, you just have to make do with me speaking the words. Uh, and Mark has put in a brilliant picture of Apollo, his pooch, as ever on a Sunday. Send me pictures of your pets. It really does put a smile on my face on a Sunday morning. Uh, so Mark's asked, morning, Andrew. Morning, Mark. Uh, thoughts on if we will ever get another Boneyard or Funhouse-like match? Boneyard with maybe Rhea and Dom, Finn or Priest versus Beth and Edge. And Funhouse, Bray versus Randy, if he came back to protect him. Or Roman or Seth. Who would you pick? Right. Um, I mean, neither of these ma- these matches are weird to me, both types, because it's like, oh god, I don't, I don't need to see another one of these. And then you, when you're watching these matches, it's like, there's bits I quite like, uh, like the Boneyard match. I thought was just gonna be very daft, and it was very daft. But there's there's parts of it that was like, yeah. And the the Firefly Funhouse matches, it's there's always bits of them where it's like, oh, that's I I, I can dig that. Again, various flavors of ice cream. Um, bone your match, I guess the obvious one that jumps out would be Finn Balor versus Edge in the moment, or maybe Damien Priest versus Edge at the moment. Uh, Edge, of course, have got many ties to The Undertaker, having battled him over the years, had a WrestleMania match against him, beating him for world titles. Um, and uh, it's kind of seemed like when Judgment Day first came to be, with Edge leading it, that it was going to maybe be some sort of like ministry-esque type of thing for, for Edge. Um, and that was... That was awful. That was that was awful. I'm a fan of everybody in this group. I I wasn't a fan of Dominic Mysterio at first, but man, that that dude is is killing it. Uh, ridiculous. Um, and Judgment Day are just brilliant at the moment, but compared to what they were originally, it was that was trash. That was really bad. So I'd have Edge versus probably Finn Balor. Go all demony. Why not? Uh, five five Funhouse. Um, I think with that you have to have Bray Wyatt in that match. And who would I go against? I think Seth Rollins. I think Seth Rollins because remember with the Firefly Funhouse, Firefly Funhouse match, that's easy for me to say on a Sunday morning. Uh, the part of the the appeal is that sometimes you'll see different personalities from wrestlers as in previous personalities, previous gimmicks. Uh, we saw it with John Cena. Um, 
I think with Seth, you could, I mean, you could revisit the the NXT Seth in the, in the trunks of the blonde hair within the title, spinning it around. You could go with the Shield Seth. You've got the the Authority Seth uh, when he won his first world title. You've got the Kingslayer, the Beastslayer, the the pandemic era Seth Rollins who was popping out eyeballs. Uh, and you've got the visionary, Ooh, that that guy. So yeah, maybe Seth Rollins would be a shout for that against Bray Wyatt. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Uh, Colton Strandhausen, eh, Colton? Uh, we're both AEW Women's Champs being so thoroughly over. How does AEW move forward? What heels could they build to seem like serious threats to Cargill and Hater? Hashtag solo Sunday news. Um, it's a great question. Now, both, like as you mentioned, both ladies, I mean, technically they're both positioned as heels, uh, Jay Cargill and Jamie Hater, but the reactions they get, they get cheered for everything that you do, which, I mean, does that, that means that the babyface, they're don't know, especially in the case of Jamie Hayter. Uh, I think, not necessarily a heel, but I think with, with Jay Cargill, the one that I was predicting until she unfortunately got injured again was Chris Statlander to dethrone Jade. Um, and I think, depending on how long Stat's out for, how long you can drag this TBS title reign out for, um, then maybe Statlander's still the one. I, I believe she's still got a few months on the shelf. So it's just, it depends how long you want to take this with Jade, how long you want her to have that TBS championship. I remember she is the inaugural one. Nobody else has held that title at all. So it should be a big deal when somebody beats her. I mean, they could have possibly pulled the trigger on Athena, but that's been and gone uh, for that. So, I mean, another one uh, who is, again, sadly, unfortunately injured. Legit Layla Hirsch, man. I'm, I'm such a big fan of her. Um, that's the, the polarizing difference there of the, the short, stocky grappler wrestler who likes submission moves and, and throws and suplexes against the big, tall, arrogant powerhouse in Jade Cargill. That could be a fun, fun dynamic. Uh, as for Jamie Hater, I mean, again, she's she is a heel, but she's just cheered because she's 
brilliant. That sass and attitude of her heel persona is just, you can't help but be entertained by it. She, she's great. She's fantastic, Jamie Hayter. It's really cool to see her at the, at the top of the tree in the AEW Women's Division. And at one point, I would have, she'd have been there with Statlander as, a, as an option to the throne Jade, but but Jamie Hayter's jumped the line. She skipped the queue. She's gone for the big title. Um, I think, I don't, I don't know if they're, <laughs> they're doing this on purpose or they mean to be doing it, but I think the way that, that Soraya has been used since she's been in AEW, I don't know. She comes across very heelish. I know she's not meant to be. It's the the returning hero from her career ending injury, and in real life, that's it's absolutely brilliant. It's it's great. It's it's brilliant to see her back, being able to wrestle, to do what she loves. But the presentation of her as a character. I mean, you, you come in and it's the big. It's my house. Like, well, kind of not. You have to prove yourself a bit before you say it's my house. And then stuff like the the the, the promo a couple of weeks ago where she was choosing a mystery partner, and it was Sheeta and Tony Storm sat sat backstage. And once she chose Tony Storm to then just like literally shift her whole body to turn her back on Sheeta and just completely ignore her, just felt very prickish. <laughs> just like a ah, bit of a prick. So I, I don't know. Maybe whether they're doing it on purpose or whether it's just by uh, they're unaware how uh, the Saray character is coming across. I'd say maybe Saray is the one to, to go after Jamie Hater as a heel. Um, of course, Britt Baker's there as well. That's the, the, There seems to be that split on the horizon at some point in time. Uh, right. Pierce has gone to Zach Pierce. What moment in wrestling made you a fan? Wow, that's uh, that's quite a deep dive. I, I'm trying to keep this video relatively short today because, as mentioned, no editor, so it's just me waffling away, which is always dangerous. But not even with any background noise or anything, any like uh, undertone music. Um, so, I mean, God, there was. I, I used to get all the. I mean, I didn't have access to WWF all the time because it was on Sky behind a paywall, and at times we didn't have Sky when I was a bit younger. But I'd get family to record it for me, so I keep up with that. And then there was the VHS tapes I'd get, like the super tapes, super, super, super tapes, and like the Battle Royal at the Albert Hall where Davy Boy won and Andre the Giant turned up. Um, so there was that era. I mean, like WrestleMania 6 was a big one for me. Um, Hogan and, and Warrior was huge. Um, WrestleMania 7, Matchman Warrior, what I, I have goosebumps. If you go on my Twitter page, it's right there at the top as, as a pin tweet that match. I just, yeah. Um, but I think in terms of, and, and we also had I had WCW here on ITV as it was back then. Uh, I mean, it still is ITV, but it was we had WCW on free TV, so that a, a big fan of Sting. And it's when Catless Jack was terrifying. Ron Simmons was just coming up as a singles act. Vader arrived. Bulldog went over there. Um, flying Brian Pillman, man. Oh, well, Pillman and Liger. So in terms of one match, it's hard to pinpoint because I was I was a fan. I guess. Actually, it comes down to one match. Yeah, I've got it. I've got it. I've got the answer. All that waffling for nothing. Because I, I was a fan already. I was a big wrestling fan already. But the one that made me like a super fan, I guess you could say, uh, would be Bret Hart and Roddy Piper from WrestleMania 8. Just everything that I love about professional wrestling to this day, all those years later. Uh, and I remember, bizarrely, somebody brought it in on VHS in school, uh, like the last day of school, and somebody brought in WrestleMania 8. And we watched it, and there's loads of blood. And it's like, oh, this is... I'm, yeah, that was the first time I really saw like proper, proper blood because Brett, Brett did a gusher in that match. Just his face, it's all down there, his top on the pink. Uh, just, yeah, what what a match. The story of it all, uh, the Rolly Piper, get, I'm getting goosebumps here. Uh, Rolly Piper getting the bell mid-match and uh, Bobby Heenan and the Gorilla Monsoon, great in the commentary. Bobby Heenan, what the hell, used the bell. And Piper's, after a, a career villain, years of the villainy of being a heel, and he's a babyface at this point, and, and he's got the bell, and it's got his his instincts are to hit Bret Hart with the bell. The crowd is screaming at him, no. It's just like, man, what a moment. And then Piper throws away the bell, big fist fight, sleeper gets locked in, Bret Hart does the flip over the top, and one, two, three. Man, what a match. That So yes, a match I, I watch 
rewatch fairly, fairly regularly. Normally every couple of weeks, every couple of months, so I'll, I'll pop that on. Same with King of the Ring 93, to be honest. Uh, but WrestleMania 8, Bret Hart, Roddy Piper, that was the one that got me to be a super fan that I am today. To this day, still, I love professional wrestling, man. Any professional wrestling, it's, I'll give it a go. Um, right, I've tied up my voice there, gushing about Bret Hart and Roddy Piper that much. Uh, right, I'll get through these quickly if I can. Trivia 124 has got in touch. Uh, who will be the most insufferable champion in the office? Who will avoid defending the belt? Who will be a fighting champion? And who would use heel tactics to get it? Unsufferable, insufferable, that would be, um, that'd have to be Adam Wilborn. Wilborn, absolutely. I, I, I get the football rivalry off him, and that's insufferable enough. Chesterfield. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, Wilborn would be the insufferable champion. Who would avoid defending the belt? Probably Wilborn. Um, Maybe maybe Sidgwick, uh, who will be a fighting champion. Michael Hamflit, man. Hamflit would be the fighting champion. Maybe Andy Murray as well. And who would use heel tactics to get the belt? Wilborn again. Maybe possibly Sidgwick. And I don't know. There's the, I think Andy, Andy H. Murray could dabble in the dark arts too when it, when it comes to being a professional wrestler. So, uh, yeah, I, I like to think that Hamflit would be the 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 the, 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 the pure white meat baby face. Uh, yeah, who, who would be fighting a good fight against uh, everybody else. Uh, last question here. Michael's got in touch. If you could pick your perfect all-time Rumble Final Four, who would you pick? What a great question that is. Um, well, you say perfect. So Kurt Hennig's in there, Mr. Perfect. Bret Hart. Owen Hart. Bruce Hart. Smith Hart. No. <laughs> uh, Mr. Perfect, Bret Hart, Owen Hart. And I guess he's just behind me there. It'd have to be the Macho Man, Randy Savage. Mind you, then you got maybe Austin, maybe Kurt Angle. Maybe Chris Jericho, maybe Davy Boy, and Davy Boy gets the, the win that he should have got all those years ago. Sure, Michael's man. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I think I think Mr. Perfect, Bret Hart, Owen Hart, as in Owen Hart circa 1994, the heel Owen Hart, who's just brilliant. I mean, Owen Hart was brilliant whenever. But yeah, that Owen Hart, that Bret Hart as well, uh, that, that era of Bret Hart. And then Randy Savage is the veteran baby face. And Bret Hart wins. There we go. Spoilers on that one. Because of course Bret Hart wins. Just That's just the way it is. Uh, right, that has been the What Culture Solo Sunday News here with myself, Andrew Pollard. Be sure to like, subscribe, comment. My voice is really starting to go after all that Bret Hart praise and Roddy Piper praise. Um, but what better way to, to lose a voice, though? But yeah, like, subscribe, turn notification bells on, comments. Be nice in the comments. It's a Sunday. It's a new year. Happy New Year as well, if I, I can't remember if I said that or not. Um, but yes, come and give us a follow at What Culture WWE on Twitter. Follow myself if you want, at Culture Left Peg. You can see that Match Man and Warrior match that I was on about and Miss Elizabeth reuniting. Oh. Right in the field, man. Uh, but yes, most importantly, as ever, have a great rest of your day, whatever you're doing, whether it's something, whether it's nothing. I hope you have the best possible Sunday. And if things aren't going so well, I hope things turn around for you. And I will be back next weekend where I will have a video editor with me. So, yay! Have a great rest of your week. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to yeah. bring something like this to life. And yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend <laughs> that I don't right Hold now. it in. Hold on. And our current faves. And... Luffy must have his due. <laughs> Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? <laughs> say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.